Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so Jesper Bratt, Vitek Vanacek, and Tice Thompson have all filed for arbitration, and hopefully the New Jersey Devils are able to get a deal done before their said hearings. However, I'm more confident that it will get worked out because rarely does um, an arbitration lead to a hearing. It's just basically trying to jumpstart everything forward. I'll talk more about it in today's episode. And also, the New Jersey Devils made a big trade with the Pittsburgh Penguins that involved John Marino and Ty Smith. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, Brat finally signed with the New Jersey Devils. Philip Brat, the younger brother of Jesper Brat, recently signed with the Utica Comets. I actually got the news of this before I press record today, but speaking in regards to his older brother, Jesper so Jesper Bratt, Vitek Vanacek, and Tyce Thompson all filed for arbitration uh, yesterday. So the deadline to do so was at 5 p.m. So uh, a lot of people are wondering, what does this mean? Well, it just basically means that, you know, hypothetically, if there's a hearing, whatever the case might be, then, you know, maybe the two sides can try to work something out before that said hearing. And also, if it ever does get to that point, it would make it a little more difficult for them to be unrestricted free agents. So basically... They do want to play for the New Jersey Devils, but usually you do something like that. It's it's sort of like a pawn move, as I like to describe it. Basically, just tells the both sides like, "Hey, let's try to get a deal done before this hearing because that could be a huge mess and it could be a huge headache, and it, no one wants to deal with that kind of burden." So, ultimately, like I just said, Jesper Bratt, Vitek Vanacek, and also Tyce Thompson have filed for that arbitration. And hopefully a deal gets worked out sooner rather than later. Now, let's go over each individual player. So for Jesper Bratt, he's obviously looking for a big payday. And he rightfully deserves one because he did have a career year. I think you can sort of make the same comparison for him and Kevin Fiala. And also uh, maybe someone like Brock Besser as well, who who signed with the, the Vancouver Canucks. And then you got Kevin Fiala who was traded to the LA Kings, signed an extension there. So I think uh, Jesper Bratt and his camp are sort of looking in that same ballpark for that kind of deal. Do I personally feel as though he deserves it? Yeah, I think he deserves it because I talk extensively about Jesper Bratt and how he is going to be vital for this organization in the future. And if the New Jersey Devils really want to take their game to the next level, they need a point-per-game player. And Jesper Bratt can be that point-per-game player alongside with Jack Hughes. So I feel as though... Jesper Bratt certainly does deserve an extension. He definitely deserves a big payday. Could be a bit of a risk because prior to last year, Jesper Bratt has never been like the most talked about player on the Devils roster. We always knew that he could potentially do something, but we didn't know it would get to that point where he's basically a borderline all-star. Personally, I didn't think it would get to that point so soon. Like going into the season, Jesper Bratt, I talked about him being sort of like an X-factor or a depth player. I never talked about him being an all-star. But now, uh, since he's gotten to that point, since he could legitimately become an all-star next year, 
I feel as though Jesper Brad definitely does deserve that um, that that extension with the New Jersey Devils. Now, for Vitek Vanacek, that's a little interesting because he recently was traded to New Jersey Devils just about ten days ago. Remember, the New Jersey Devils were in search of a backup goalie, and uh, it seems like Tom Fitzgerald. Um, they're they're just gonna just work on seeing if they can get a. Um, they're, they're just gonna try to meet in the middle a little bit because for someone like Vitek Vanacek, he's probably looking for a somewhat respectable contract because remember when we traded for him he was a restricted free agent so we had to extend him and now it's gotten to that point where he's filed an arbitration and uh similar to Jesper Bratt and Tyce Thompson it's very rare that it ever gets to a hearing process but you know uh, under the circumstances that it does and two sides aren't able to work out a deal things could get a little messy but Ultimately, for uh, Vitek Vanacek, where do I think he deserves uh, his money? Where do I think he deserves his years? So the thing is, is like he hasn't been in the league too long. Like he hasn't established himself in the NHL, in my personal opinion. And we have to be somewhat smart about this because I've discussed this in previous episodes before because the fact of the matter is this. Will Vitek Vanacek have the same type of production that he had for the Washington Capitals? Now, Let's let's uh, remove the playoffs from this equation because the New Jersey Devils don't have to worry about that, at least for right now. But when we think about it from a long term standpoint, it's just like, you know, is Vitek Vancheck the real deal? Will his numbers get worse? Will they get better? Because the New Jersey Devils, while we're not as old as Washington Capitals, we're certainly not on their level of veteran and leadership and things of that nature. So. And we also don't have a once-in-a-generation type player in Alexander Ovechkin. So it's just like um, the, the players in front of Vitek Vanacek aren't the same players like they were for the Washington Capitals. Do I think the New Jersey Devils will do better? Absolutely. But, you know, you do have to take that into consideration. Will his numbers get better? Will they get worse? That's the overall question I have when trying to do these contract negotiations with um, Vitek Vanacek and is he worth the risk or not. If I had to make a guess. I'd say it would be a sim- similar to a Tristan Jari type of ordeal. Uh, Alex Javanti actually wrote about that in a recent article for the Hockey Writers. I found it very intriguing. So I feel as though I agree with Alex Javanti in that sort of sense, which is maybe, um, you know, in, in terms of finding the extension, in terms of finding the money, maybe the contract will be similar towards someone like Tristan Jari. So maybe it'll be like around a three-year deal. And I feel as though that's a good conservative ballpark to maybe sign Vitek Vanacek to that said extension just because it gives you time to maybe develop him if he still has some stuff to work out you know if year one is a complete flop then you can work on the other two years to get him better but Tom Fitzgerald has said in an interview saying that he is perfectly content with Vitek Vanacek and Mackenzie Blackwood being his tandem goaltending duo this upcoming season so my thing is like, um, you know, we really do need to get this extension worked out for Vitek Vanacek because for Mackenzie Blackwood's sake, he needs a backup goalie and we can't just continue to just beat around the bush. We can't just continue to uh, just leave him out to dry because Mackenzie Blackwood, if if he is let out there to dry once again, and if we have to basically flip a coin for Jonathan Bernier, if we have to rely on Nico Dawes and Kerry Schmidt, it's basically going to be the whole issue that we had this past season, which is we have no goaltending. However, I, I'm more than confident that it will not get to that point. So if you see an arbitration for three New Jersey Devils players, I wouldn't fret about it. It just means that I think they're going to kick it into a new gear and they're going to try to get these extensions worked out for Tyce Thompson, Vitek Vanacek, and Jesper Bratt. Obviously, Jesper Bratt is priority number one because without him, I feel as though the New Jersey Devils will have a huge 
uh, gaping hole in their rebuild. And I feel as though um, we, we really do need to bring Jasper Brad back ASAP, and we do need to work out that deal. But once he sees Kevin Fiala's deal, once he sees Brock Besser's deal, I'm sure Jasper Brad is saying, like, look, I want similar money to them, so north around $6 million or so. And maybe that can still give the New Jersey Devils some wiggle room to work with if they want to get another player to join the organization. So I think that's what they're trying to work out with Jesper Brad said in a past episode before, which is I think uh, what's stalling these contract extensions is like they're telling Jesper Brad, like, yeah, you had a good year, but is it's no guarantee that you're going to have the same few years uh, in, in your future. And also, it's just like we're trying to get other players to join the organization. And we obviously do need to eat up a lot of cap space. But are you uh, the player worth taking a risk on? Personally, I'm just like, look, strike while the iron is hot and get Jesper Bratt back. And as for Vitek Vancek, you really need to get an extension worked out because we got a backup goalie and let's not blow this. All right. So basically, that's where I stand with the whole arbitration ordeal. And once you see it on the news, I'm just like, okay, look, more likely than not, a hearing will not occur. And remember, an arbitration just basically means it will be harder for that player to reach unrestricted free agency because Jesper Bratz is a restricted free agent. Vitek Vanacek is a restricted free agent and so on. So a deal will get worked out more often than not. So if you're seeing that, I don't worry about it. An extension will work out. Jesper Bratt will be in a New Jersey Devils uniform this upcoming season. I can definitely uh, guarantee that. And speaking of which, if you are a person who likes to take a risk, you need to go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your sport betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's uh, MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, before we get into the main talking point for today's episode, I just want to say in regards to Tyce Thompson and his arbitration deal, the reason why I didn't really talk much about it, similar to Vitek Vancek and Jesper Brad, is because, let's face it, the, the situation for Tyce Thompson is a little different compared to Vitek Vancek and also Jesper Brad because here's, here's the facts. Here's what Tyce Thompson has to work with is because he missed most of last year with a shoulder injury, and in the games that he did appear in, he was playing for our AHL team, the Utica Comets. So getting a deal done with him will be somewhat straightforward. It's not going to be as complicated compared to Jesper Brad and also Vitek Vanacek. So do I believe that all three players are going to get a deal done before their said arbitration hearings? Yes, but I feel as though the easiest one of the three is obviously Tyce Thompson given the circumstances. So for Vitek Vanacek, once again, he's a goalie looking to make his name known in the NHL. Played for the Washington Capitals, did respectable there. I think he's looking for a Tristan Jari type of deal. And then for Jesper Bratt, you know, it's just like he's looking at Kevin Fiala. He's looking at Brock Besser. And according to Alex Chavance of the Hockey Writers, it's anticipated that Jesper Bratt is going to get a deal worth around like $6 million annually or somewhere in that ballpark. So once again, I feel as though a deal will get done for Tyce Thompson. But it's just a matter of just like how straightforward is it. And I think that's going to be the first domino to fall. And then the, obviously the next big focus would be Jesper Bratt and then Vitek Vanacek in that order. So I'm not saying Tyce Thompson is priority number one. It's just that between him and Vanacek, it, it's going to be a little more simple. Now, let's talk about the trade that the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey Devils got done 
over the weekend because it involved Tyce Thompson, a third-round draft pick, and John Marino. So this is somewhat interesting for the New Jersey Devils because they're able to just uh, bulk up on the right-hand side of their defense because here's what you get for John Marino and what he could bring to the roster for New Jersey Devils. He could skate well, he moves the puck, and he takes a very few penalties. And according to some people that I talked to who covered the Pittsburgh Penguins, they also said that he knows how to pass, he knows how to create for his teammates. But the one issue is that he doesn't like to shoot the puck. Like, he doesn't like to try to take the offense into his own hands. And that could be good and bad. But, you know, we already have a player like that, and that's Jonas Siegenthaler, because Jonas Siegenthaler is not going to shoot the puck. He's not going to be looking for a goal. But at the same time, he doesn't slow down the pace for New Jersey Devils. If anything, Jonas Siegenthaler adds more uh, grit and just effort on the defensive side of things. So that way, offensive opportunities are created for New Jersey Devils more often than not, which is why I felt as though Jonas Siegenthaler was arguably our best defenseman last year. So for John Marino, last year for the Pittsburgh Penguins, he suited up in 81 games. He had one goal, 24 assists for a grand total of 25 points. And like I just mentioned, he doesn't get that many penalty minutes. He only spent 23 minutes in the penalty box, and he had a plus-minus of plus one. And he also played in the playoffs for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He um, appeared in seven games. He had one assist, one point. And so for John Marino, once again, he is definitely going to be an interesting piece for the New Jersey Devils. He stands six foot one. He weighs 181 pounds. And like I said, we did have to get rid of Ty Smith for his services. But I'm actually intrigued with this because I feel as though he definitely can have somewhat of a decent contribution for New Jersey Devils. And this is actually quite compelling that Tom Fitzgerald was able to flip Ty Smith. Remember, a player who had a lot of lowlights, a player who I said in a more in, in more episodes, I said that he needs to be a healthy scratch because he's not helping the New Jersey Devils. And like I said, sometimes he, he, he was a healthy scratch when I said it in an episode. I was just like, please bench Ty Smith. He's not helping. And, you know, I complained about Ty Smith. I even said that if I'm Ty Smith, if I'm Yanni Kokkonen, I'm not feeling too safe about my position next year, especially given what's in the pipeline for the New Jersey Devils. And look what happened. Yanni Kokkonen was waived by the Devils, and now Ty Smith was traded away by the New Jersey Devils after two seasons. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Ty Smith because I kind of feel bad for him. And here's why. Because his rookie year, he was arguably one of the best rookie defensemen in the entire league. And he got his name into the Calder Memorial Trophy race. And I was anticipating big things for Ty Smith because I said, arguably saying, you can you could say that Ty Smith was our best defenseman back in the 2021 season. So, like, remember when we only played 56 games, I said, Ty Smith, you could make an argument and say that he was our more consistent defenseman. Yes, he doesn't generate that many goals, but at the same time, he was able to make his presence felt. And I was like, if the New Jersey Devils get more help on the defensive side of things, then that can ease the burden off of Ty Smith's shoulders. And maybe you can expect bigger things uh, from his production. Unfortunately, that's not how it went. Year two was just a complete flop for Ty Smith. More people became frustrated with him. More people became impatient. I even said he has to be a healthy scratch for a few games. I even said at the end of the year, like I just mentioned, like if I'm Ty Smith, I'm not feeling too safe about my position because there's no guarantee that he's going to get that same spot. Now, I do have to question the New Jersey Devils a little bit. So like we had Ty Smith for two seasons and one year was pretty respectable and the other was a complete mess. So you're telling me you couldn't develop him in the right direction because I was just like, look, Ty Smith had a bad second year. No ands, ifs or buts about it. 
but it's just like, wouldn't you rather try to develop him for the future because he could still be something special? It's not like he was like Pavel Zaka where he's pretty much a lost cause and it looks like he has no room for improvement. It doesn't look like he's hit a wall. It just looked like, you know, like any other uh, person in their sophomore year in the league, sometimes you just fall into that slump. So it's just like, for me, it's just like, you know, that's a little concerning because what if Ty Smith is able to uh, reach his untapped potential while playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, a playoff team and definitely a team full of veterans because the Pittsburgh Penguins are one of the older teams in the NHL. So it's just like maybe Ty Smith is able to get that toolage, that guidance and just learn from the best. Maybe he has a chance to just do what the New Jersey Devils hope that he could be. But it also tells you about the direction that Tom Fitzgerald is trying to take the organization in because it doesn't seem like he has a mentality of let's just wait now and party later. It's like, let's party now and we'll wait later because it's just like uh, Ty Smith, a young guy, just two seasons with the New Jersey Devils, won a good year. And it's just like, what? okay, so we're trading him away this quickly. We've given up on him that that quick. When I said I, uh, I, if I was Ty Smith, I'd be a little concerned. I just thought he would be like, move down a little bit. I just thought like, you know, he would just fall out of rotation, be a healthy scratch more often than not. And, and, you know, just fall out of uh, favor in the overall rotation for New Jersey Devils. That's what I personally believed. But Tom Fitzgerald had other plans and some people were like, well, that that's Jack Hughes's roommate. Like what, what's going to happen is Jack Hughes still going to be happy with the organization. I guarantee you Jack Hughes is just fine. There's, at the end of the day, this is a business. It's not like, Tom Fitzgerald traded away his brother. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 sure I'm sure Jack Hughes has reached a point where he can talk with the front office and just basically say, like, okay, I see that you have this deal in the works. And, you know, I do like it, I don't like it, whatever the case might be. Because if you remember, Lindy Ruff said that Jack Hughes was allowed in the leadership meetings uh, that happened throughout uh last season if the New Jersey Devils were struggling on a win streak, whatever the case might be, if, if there was a leadership meeting, then Jack Hughes was involved in it. So I think Jack Hughes has reached a point where, you know, he could basically say, I like this trade. I don't like this trade. I don't think he's reached the point where he could say, I veto this trade, but I think he's reached a, a point where the front office will at least hear from his side before pulling the trigger on something. So for John Marino, I'm really excited to see what he could bring to the New Jersey Devils. He's not the flashiest player, but I think he can definitely be, a solid option for New Jersey Devils on the right-hand side. And this all but says that P.K. Subban's time with the New Jersey Devils has come to an unfortunate end because uh, since John Marino is a right-handed defenseman, there's no room for P.K. Subban anymore because, remember, we signed Brendan Smith to complete the bottom four a little bit. So the, the blue line for New Jersey Devils is actually looking pretty solid. Now, in the last episode, I said, what's next for New Jersey Devils? Like, where do they take their team in, like, What's going to happen to them moving forward? I was, like, I was like, you know, if there's a trade in the works, be smart with it. Be conservative. Don't try to pull the trigger on anything. And don't be in a rush to just, like, try to jumpstart this team forward. But, you know, they, they decided to trade away Ty Smith, which, you know, that can either be good or that can be bad. For right now, it's good. But in the future, it could be bad. Similar to how I said about Pavel Zaka, Pavel Zaka is able to just have some untapped potential for the Boston Bruins. I'm sure the New Jersey Devils are going to be like, why couldn't we have developed him into that kind of player? So that's my overall standpoint with this whole ordeal, which is I think it'll work out right now for New Jersey Devils, but sometime in the future, we'll see what happens. But um, what what needs to happen for New Jersey Devils? I feel as though they need to look for another scoring winger 
if they really want to put their foot on the gas pedal. Because I feel as though our top six is solid. I feel like our defense is solid. I feel like our goaltending is solid. We're nothing spectacular. But uh, here's, the, here's the thing. I was looking on LeagueProspects.com, and the New Jersey Devils last year, we were the youngest team in the NHL. Now, since we signed a few of these veteran players, we've moved up about six positions. So now we're in the 25th spot in the NHL for youngest team in the NHL, albeit we're still really young, but at least we jumped uh, forward a few positions. And now the Columbus Blue Jackets, as how their roster is currently uh, constructed, they are the youngest team in the NHL now. So this is a real good opportunity for New Jersey Devils to just be that sleeper, to be that dark horse, because the Islanders and the Bruins, the Capitals and the Penguins, they're an old team and they're going to, you know, fizzle out sooner rather than later. Like, you know, I know the Islanders got somewhat younger, but they're still in the top three for oldest teams in the NHL. And then um, for the Columbus Blue Jackets, they're the youngest team in the NHL. And then the Philadelphia Flyers are a complete uh, mess. They're a complete cluster mess. So it's just like this is a good opportunity for New Jersey Devils to just try to maybe sneak their way into a wild card position. But I feel as though in order to do so, you need to get another scoring uh, winger. So Tom Fitzgerald, after the whole Johnny Goodrow debacle, I feel as though he's rebounded quite not nicely. You know, Andre Pollock can definitely uh, contribute for New Jersey Devils in, on the top six, on the second line. Then you got someone like Brendan Smith. He's looking to uh, bounce back a little bit. I don't really expect too much from him, but I think he can definitely be somewhat of a contributor. Then you get someone like John Marino flipped it for Ty Smith, who struggled last year. And now you get a solid uh, defenseman who knows how to uh, create opportunities for his teammates. He knows how to assert himself on the defensive side of things. And he's more focused on the defense part of just trying to uh, play for his team. So I'm really happy that we did get John Marino. And I feel as though this could definitely be another sleeper addition for New Jersey Devils. It's not the most flashy one. But at the same time, I feel as though John Marino definitely has a lot of potential to just uh, take the New Jersey Devils to a whole new another level. So hopefully that works out. And then Eric Halla, uh, obviously he's going to be a good, or I wouldn't say good, he's going to be a decent piece for New Jersey Devils on the bottom six. Hopefully he provides more offense. But let me know what you guys think about the whole trade. So I gave you guys my ordeal. I was just like, um, in, in terms of trade, I'm glad that we traded away Ty Smith for right now. And I'm glad that the New Jersey Devils are basically uh, have the mentality like get back to relevancy now because they're not trying to compete, but they're just trying to become more respectable in the league. Not a team that you fear, but a team that you at least have to respect and just basically say, if we take a night off, they're going to run all over us. So I like the mentality that Tom Fitzgerald has right now with the organization. So let me know what you guys think about the trade. I feel as though it's pretty decent for New Jersey Devils. I expect them to make maybe one or two more deals before uh, the start of puck drop. Hopefully it happens sooner rather than later. But obviously the main priority is to get Jesper Bratt back. And just let me know what your guys' thoughts about the arbitration, about the trade, things of that nature. Leave a comment down below. Road to 1,000 subscribers, guys. Glad you're along with the process. And uh, hit me up on my personal Twitter page, at TreyMatt4. And hit up the show's Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.